Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy. I invite you to join me as we explore what it looks like to choose joy in the messy middle while embracing the inspiration, intention, and action that you can take to find joy in your every day. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 288 here on Jumpstart Your Joy. This week on the show, I am so excited to be doing a brand new solo cast all around the term languishing, which is all about that kind of blah, ennui, kind of blase feeling we've all kind of entered into at this point in the pandemic in the summer of 2021. And I want to talk about how we can dive in and find more joy in our everyday. Before we get to that, I want to wish you a very warm welcome and also say that if you have not listened to the last two episodes on Jumpstart Your Joy, they have both been a total delight. I got to speak last week with Sonia Renee Taylor, who of course is the author of The Body Is Not an Apology, and she talks all about radical self-love. Please go back and listen to that in episode 287 if you haven't yet. And in 286, I connected for a second time with Fred Waitskin, who has just written a new book called Strange Love. He's also the author of Searching for Bobby Fisher, which is all about his son, Josh Waitskin, who at the age of seven was a chess prodigy. This book has recently resurfaced with a lot of interest because of The Queen's Gambit, which is a series that was on Netflix. So go check out those two interviews. It's been such a delight to have both Fred and Sonia on the show. Before we get to this episode, I also want to encourage you, if you haven't checked out the website, go find out everything you want to know, you need to know about Jumpstart Your Joy. You can look at 286 past episodes, some really lovely conversations there, and you can also sign up for the newsletter, which has been refurbished in the last few months. It now has a reminder of the most recent episode. I generally pick out some kind of pretty little bobble that maybe you could pick up for yourself or a friend if you're looking for a gift. I dig around for some good free e-courses that will bring a lot of value to your life. And I share updates on past episodes and past guests and give you a little insight. So that's at jumpstartyourjoy.com. I've also written a book this year, Jumpstart Your Joy, Heart-Centered Ways to Find Joy in the Messy Middle. You can buy that on the website as well. And so I think that's all of the housekeeping here. (laughs) So let's jump into the bigger discussion around this languishing feeling that we all have going on. There's a really lovely article in the New York Times that came out on April 19th of 2021, written by Adam Grant. And it's done its rounds in a lot of the communities that I'm a part of. And it's titled, There's a Name for the Blah That You're Feeling, and It's Called Languishing, with the subtitle of The Neglected Middle Child of Mental Health Can Dull Your Motivation and Focus, and It May Be the Dominant Emotion of 2021. So in a recent episode, I shared about the relationship between intuition and annoyance. You can find that in episode 285. And I think that's all something that we're feeling as well, is somewhere in that zone of being somewhat annoyed, feeling perhaps a little bit like stuck because we don't quite all have clearance to go out without masks and resume activities that we used to do and that we love. And so it's really no surprise that in the New York Times, Adam Grant wrote a piece about languishing. And when I read it, it struck me that Languishing really is one of the predominant emotions that you find in the messy middle. It's not, languishing isn't full-on depression. It's not boredom or anger. It's not any of those. It's just that vague feeling 
that things aren't great. Or to quote Adam Grant, languishing is a sense of stagnation and emptiness. It feels as if you're muddling through your days, looking at your life through a foggy windshield. And it might be the dominant emotion of 2021. Similar to that article last year about naming the feeling that we were all having that was related to when the pandemic started, which was grief. And I think similar to us all being relieved that people were talking about grief and how we were having a sense of grief at the events that were transpiring during that time. I think we are also somewhat relieved that someone's named this new feeling that we have as well. Because here's what I've seen. I've found that things... I have found that things have started to become overwhelming, and at least for a period of time, I was annoyed most of the time by any number of things. I think that that annoyance, if you're feeling it, I now believe that it was my subconscious maybe trying to create space and telling me to stay away from people and things that don't value me or my time. And I've been paying special attention to what the annoyance is about because it seems important. I'm not usually the kind of person that's annoyed, and it does feel like annoyance is keeping me away from the stuff that I don't want to do, that I don't like doing, and that I don't want to do anymore. So it's a really important message for me. These are the things that I should let go of. It feels a little bit like spring cleaning, really. And maybe that's what this part of our timeline through the pandemic is all about. We are in the messy middle, and we want to clean it up. You know, that's what we're hardwired almost to do is clean up messes. We're tired of this mess. We're tired of people wanting us to give more than we're comfortable with. And we're tired of feeling used or silenced or put in a box that defines us by somebody outside of ourselves. So I think each of us is starting to clean up the mess because we're still at home, many of us. We're still sheltering either by choice or because it seems like the comfortable thing to do. And we're still not totally back to doing things with other people the way that we were back in 2019. So here are some of the ideas about maybe what you can do to clean up during this time of languishing. This is not earth shattering and it's something that I've been, air quotes, meaning to do for years. I'm going to bed on time. No, really. (laughs) This is is step one. (laughs) And it's not really a laughing matter, but let's talk about sleep for a minute. Sleep for a minute. For a really long time, I've had a super bad habit of going to bed really late. And in many ways, I think this habit, which I know I'm not alone in having, served me pretty well. When my son was an infant, a literal decade ago, I wanted time by myself. I wanted to watch bad TV and not be needed by anyone or anything. And I did that by tuning into TV or surfing the internet after everybody else was in bed. Then when I started the podcast, this podcast, seven years ago, I wanted to record and work when no one else would interrupt me. It was a hobby And I tended to it after hours, after I'd done all my work for the day, and after everybody else had been tended to, I came back to this podcast. And it happened to be the quiet time that I could do that was when everyone else in my house was asleep. Then the next phase of my life is I was straddling the world of having both a nine to five job and working for clients on the side producing podcasts, which is, of course, what I do every day now, full time. But in that 
period of time in my life. I was doing my day work and then I'd come home to a second shift and I did that after hours as well because that was the quiet time that I could focus on all of these other things. Finally, in 2019, January of 2019, podcasting became my full-time job and yet I never transitioned the habit of staying up late to do the work. I'd stay up late because I was used to doing it that way. And then 2020 came and everybody was home all the time and everything was stressful. (laughs) I just found myself really tired and kind of burnt out. So that's when I decided to start working on this. Well, actually this year, 2021 is when I started working on this. And here's the little secret weapon that I found, because let me me tell you, I've tried to reset my sleep habits before and it was never successful. So I looked around for an app. I figured everything has an app now and maybe there was something that could help me with this. And I found something called Sleep Cycle to track when I go to bed and to see how much sleep I'm actually getting. Because I'm just, I got to the point where I was tired of my own bullshit and I was tired of being up late and doing work when I was tired because I could also see that I was not doing my best work when I was exhausted. So let's jump back to the article by Adam Grant for a minute. And what's interesting is in this same article, and the link is in the show notes, in the episode notes for you, but he references a trend that also has gotten some attention lately attention recently, which is, which is called, and I'm quoting this, revenge bedtime procrastination. Or in like normal layman's terms, it's staying up late because you want a little extra time to yourself. Like it's, I didn't realize this until I'd read this article, but it's a thing. Like a lot of us are doing this. And there's an article about that one too, so I'll link up to it. But I have to say, even though I had listened to all the podcasts and all the experts and even read books, until I actually did it, until I started putting myself to bed on time and actually slept, I did not have any idea of how life-changing this would be. And so let me just share a few things that have become easier when I actually started getting real adult levels of sleep. Here we go. This is kind of a fun list. I had time in my day to set up a sitting area in the front of my house and get supplies from Ikea and Home Depot to do it so I could have a new little porch area that we all love now. I removed a bunch of the crap off of my phone and started cataloging my photos on Shutterfly like I'd been wanting to do for years because My phone as a mom is always completely full, like almost all of the memory is full from photos. (laughs) So I wanted a better way so that I could start like making photo books and enjoying these. I deleted years of old text messages without the worry coming up in my head of what if I want to reminisce about that old conversation about a person in the next decade. And let me just tell you, like, I don't know why I was holding on to them. There was no reason to keep them. I did not want to reminisce about those conversations. And if the person had sent me photos in a text, I cherished the memory. I saved it to my phone. I loaded it to Shutterfly and I moved on. The next thing that has happened is my family and I have started cleaning our house in a rotation daily, weekly. That makes a lot of sense to me. And if you know from really long time ago back episodes, I love Fly Lady. Marla Silly has been on three times. I will link up to them. 
But I feel like this new way that we're trying from Clean Mama, and she has a new book out too, I will link to it. I feel like that's working so much better for us. Um, Like you guys could come over right now and there's a clean bathroom waiting for you to use. And that's been earth shattering as well because when there's less clutter and less mess, I know I feel like it's more comforting and more enjoyable to be home. Here's another one. I have turned off the notifications on my phone so folks don't have access to me when it's sleeping time. Because I don't need to get into text conversations with anyone after about 9 p.m. They should be getting ready for bed. I should be getting ready for bed. And there's really no need to catch up with things after those hours. You know, there's a couple of people that I'm allowing in, but for the most part, we can talk about it in the morning. I also changed my Facebook feed to load in every time with an inspiring quote instead of seeing posts on my wall. I will link up to that in the show notes on how to do it. But this lets me get into Facebook, interact with a couple of the groups like she podcasts or people that I want to see and leave. There's no more mindless scroll. Like I kind of have to mindfully go in, figure out what I'm doing that day on Facebook and get out. And it has saved me hours. Here's the other thing that I have started doing, which is writing about 30 minutes a day during daylight hours, because part of my transition here has been about updating it so that I'm not doing the important mind heavy work after hours. I'm doing it during daylight hours. And it's changed the creative flow completely. There's time to do new episodes. If you've noticed, I've come back. I'm doing this show weekly now. There's time for it. And there's time to craft a newsletter. If you sign up, you'll get one weekly. And there's time to spend limitedly with social media. Just for an example, if you're a podcaster, this episode is being recorded three weeks in advance. Can you imagine? This is not something that I have been very successful with in the past. And all of these things are things that I had been wanting to do for a really long time, like trying to kind of get my arms around these little bitty things that would make our life and my life a lot better. In other words, or to summarize, when I let go of a big bad habit that was staying up really late or revenge bedtime procrastination, I was able to tackle some much better small habits And those started to stick. I started saying yes to the other stuff I wanted and I stopped fighting going to sleep. And I can't really even fathom how all of this, like I can't even really get my head around how all of this really happened. Other than I was probably battling stuff that I knew was good for me. And when I finally put down the fight of like trying to stay up and trying to make time for me at a time Whatever that was, whenever I let go of that fight that was keeping me from going to bed, it meant I could go to bed and then I wasn't tired or cranky and and or annoyed with everything all of the time. Like this one small habit, big habit of going to bed on time and getting seven, eight hours of sleep has been completely life changing. And I feel like this relates to languishing because... I had pretty much decided that I'd had enough around the sleep issue and around the languishing issue and around the kind of going for good enough issue. I could keep listening to my own excuses if I wanted about being 
about being tired. Well, it's a pandemic. I mean, yes, it is. I have a lot to do. Yes, I do. But it did feel like I was making excuses about it and about not having enough time for the things that I really did want to do and really do want to tackle. Or I could just have decided like I did that I was over my own bullshit about this, not going to bed on time and try something different. And it has blown me away at how much has shifted once I decided I was done with languishing because I was languishing in that place of not getting enough sleep. So here's what I want you to know. You can make a mindful decision to tackle something. And maybe it's just one thing. Maybe it's one big thing that you feel has eluded you for years. What is it? I think you know what it is. I don't have to tell you what it is. I know what it was for myself. But here's my question. What if you made a small goal and worked on that for a week? Just one week. You tried going to bed on time. You downloaded Sleep Cycle and tried that. You went on a walk every day for a week. What I think you'll see happening is that if you do that with grace and with appreciation for yourself, with radical self-love, as we talked about last week with Sonia Renee Taylor, if you do that for yourself and for your gifts, I, I know you're going to see a difference. At first, it might not be earth-shattering. In my experience, though, whatever it is that you're doing that's that thing that you've been avoiding, you're going to find more joy on the other side of having started to tackle it. And by taking a look of what is in the midst of your languish here in the messy middle, what's that one thing that you want to clean up? What, what thing are you inspired by? Because you want more than what you have right now for yourself and for your family and for your life. I invite you to intentionally set your mind to change that one thing. That one thing that is letting you hang on to languish. And then I want you to take the action to make a difference because you're going to see a change. And and this gets back to that inspiration, intention, and action, right? Like the way out of language, and Adam Grant talks about this too, is that when you start to put yourself in a place of doing something that you really love, then the, then you find your pla- yourself in a place of flow and the language drops away. You will see things change when you decide that one, you're tired of your own bullshit, two, you want to tackle one thing that you can change that might make a difference and that footnote will make a difference and three that then you make and three that then you make the commitment to yourself to try that thing on and try it out for at least a week for at least a week so that you can see if it does make a change and make you feel better and i hope you will try this out i hope you will see that there could be a cascade of changes that happen in your life just because you've tackled one big thing that's been elusive or one little thing that's been elusive. I would love to hear from you. If it's something that you've tried out, you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com or you could tag me if you post about it on Instagram. I'm also jumpstartyourjoy there. And I also want to give a really big thank you to Tammy Hackbarth of 100% guilt-free self-care podcast. She's also been on the show. And I will link up to that conversation in the episode notes. 
I took her amazing class, Deferred Maintenance, this last bit of time, and it was really helpful in helping me kind of identify a few things that maybe I hadn't addressed, and that's where the whole idea for sleep and attacking the sleep issue came to be. So thank you so much, Tammy. It was such a treat to work with you on this. That's it for today's episode. So I hope you'll come on back next week. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy. 